Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the number one professional wrestling radio show in Las Vegas. This is the Mark Hoke Show. The Mark Hoke Show. Going bell to bell with the best in professional wrestling news, entertainment, and lots of Sin City surprises from inside the squared circle. Now, let's get to all the exciting pro wrestling action and bring on the host. Here is Mark Hoke. All right, everybody, let's do this one more time. Hour number two of the Mark Hoke Show, the best in pro wrestling news and entertainment on KDON 101.5 FM. We are the talk of Las Vegas. I'm Mark Hoke, along with my cohort, Joe DeFalco. Joe, how are you today? Oh, Joe is still muted. Okay. All right. So we'll see if uh, Joe is going to be hanging around here. But, of course, we have in our second hour coming yeah, up. Yeah, I'm here. I'm here. There I'm, you are. You know, I, there muted, you. I, muted, I muted it during the commercial break. Okay. Know? All good. I, I figured you did. I was, I was watching the screen there. Uh, yeah, I, I produce the show, too, so I get to see all the fun stuff going on. Panic. It's a lot of fun. Um, <laughs> anyway. Hope I they pay you, hope they pay you double for that. Uh, well, technically, I guess they sort of do. Sort of. Uh, sort of. Technically. Technically. <laughs> I, I, have a, I have a nice little deal with the radio station. It's all good. But, you know, I keep producing all these shows during the week with SportsX Radio and Steve Sanchez and I keep it rolling around here, that's for sure. But anyway, so Joe, uh, we got some uh, a little bit of stuff coming out of AEW. And uh, before we get to uh, being joined by Bobby Fulton from the Fantastics, um, I did want to ask you a, a couple little things about what's going on in AEW. And we had a pretty interesting match, I thought, in, in the trios division, which I, I know some people are not too thrilled about it, but... I thought it was a pretty good match where we had the champions of House of Black taking on uh, the Young Bucks or the Elite, the uh, Young Bucks, Kenny Omega, and then the Jericho Appreciation Society guys were in there too in Winnipeg. And you know, you had some interesting little confrontations between the two Winnipeg boys, Chris Jericho and uh, Kenny Omega, and a lot of neat little spots in that match. I was worried that match was going to be a train crash, but I, it turned out to be pretty good. I, I enjoyed it. Crowd was pretty hot for it. I, you know, I never really thought that a three, three man teams would be okay, but they made it work. I was shocked. Well, you know, New Japan. You know, a lot of the times that that that's the entire card. Sometimes, so there's definitely you know people who enjoy it. And again, I'm a fan of factions, and I like groups. So, you know, I have no no issues with that. It's like about time that the elite finally dropped the titles. But, you know, they, they've put together so many groups, especially in AEW, because there's so many people there. So there, there should always be a good six-man tag. It's like we have a six-man tag coming up at, at, at the Mecca. We got the faction against Team Filthy. That's a big deal. You know, Team Filthy's Royce and Jarrell used to be the 1% in, in FSW. They've gone on a bigger bigger things working for New Japan, and, and Tom Lawler's out of Vegas, so we've dealt with him a lot. And, you know, when you put these trios matches together, it, it sets up a lot of things, and in some cases it's with the woman. And now you have an intergender-type six-person tag. And, you know, 
if you can get a good group, it, it definitely makes uh, more opportunities because now you have six people in a match instead of four, instead of two, because, you know, you can't have eight matches and they're all singles matches. It just gets redundant. So you're always trying to do something different, uh, you know, a women's match, a tag match, a, a multi-man match. And a six-man tag is, is, is tried and true. You know, you go to WrestleMania's past and you can see a lot of six-man tags that happen throughout the years. So six-man tags, you know, nothing wrong with them. No, and, and with the way AEW set up, like you said, a lot of, a lot of factions on there. You know, I think this division's going to work, and you know, as long as they don't book it badly, and you know, who knows how that'll turn out. But you know, I thought this was a, a pretty good start with House of Black get you know staying over, and uh, yeah, having a pretty good one there. So I was I was entertained by that. Uh, we also had a very interesting MJF promo where the four pillars were there, and I thought this was pretty interesting. The the bar mitzvah turned into a pillar party with, uh, let's see, it was uh, Darby Allen, Sammy Guevara, and Jungle Boy all in the ring with MJF. And, of course, all hell breaks loose. Uh, but of the four pillars getting together, this, you know, I think we were all kind of wondering, where is MJF going to go after this Iron Man match? Well, this is going to be a pretty good challenge if they decide to do a four-way with these these four guys. I think this was uh, this was some pretty solid booking on Tony's part. Yeah, it's different, you know, trying to institute, you know, and, and encourage and getting the, the younger talent in there. You know, again, there, there's still plenty of things that I don't understand when I'm watching AEW. It was like, oh, okay, so we got Wardlow back to Sam, Sam Samoa Joe and Wardlow wins the title back. And then again, a week later, he loses the title. But... You know, uh, is there reasons? You hear there might be heat. Well, if there was heat, why did he get the title? So, you know, using Jungle Boy, you know, finally Christian came back and Jungle Boy beat him. You know, those were supposed to be, you know, what you built upon of what AEW was going to be. And and they got a Darby Allen over by putting him with Sting. They got a Jungle Boy over by, you know, putting him with Christian. And... Uh, you and know, Sammy, Sammy was... Bovar, well, that's another story. <laughs> Not a Sammy fan? Uh, I've used Sammy. I like Sammy, but he, he says things and that I have no understanding of why he even says that. Hey, he doesn't want to do the, uh, the house shows. It's like, bro, you're getting paid to work like three shows a month, and now you're going to come out and you don't want to do something? Like... You know, it's kind of ridiculous. And then the issues where he's injured people or stuff where he dropped the girl on her head because he didn't seem to be paying attention and didn't care. And he he's a guy who seemingly gets a lot of heat, but somehow maybe it's because they're the AEW fans that you would think that the heat would stay on him for everything that he's done. But you can always talk about an incident that involved Sammy Guevara. I haven't heard any incidents involving Will Hobbs. I haven't heard anything about why Brian Cage wasn't being used because his wife said that, you know, he's better than most of those guys on the roster and he should be getting pushed. And he got buried for six months for it. Sammy Guevara, you know, literally injured numerous people 
talks crap, and then even had the thing where he got suspended with uh, his comments about, I believe it was Sasha Banks back in the day. Yeah. So, you know, for some reason, he seems to be getting a free ride. Yeah, it, that is that is very true, and that that recent complaint about not wanting to do house shows, you know, I thought was ridiculous. Considering, you know, we're gonna we're gonna be having Bobby Fulton coming up, you know, part of the territory days where guys were working eight nine shows a week, and yeah, twice on Sunday. Yeah, yeah, twice on Sunday, twice on Saturdays sometimes, and these guys are complaining about, oh, I got to do a house show, one, ma- one match, one match a week if he's lucky. Yeah, I mean that is. Just out of line. So you know, me will me will ask Bobby about that. That that was something else I hadn't thought of. But uh, that's but like I said, we got Bobby Fulton coming up here in just a little bit here on the Mark Hoke Show on K Dawn. We are very excited to have the uh, one half of the Fantastics joining us here on the show. It's going to be a blast, and we'll look forward to talking to Tommy in a little bit. Uh, do want to mention, by the way, if you haven't gotten your breakfast yet, well, what are you doing? Just head on over to Unique Eats. Our good friends over there, Dominic Tedesco and the gang, are waiting for you right now for some of the best breakfast omelets. You can get lunch, too. You get pastas, award-winning pizzas, all sorts of great stuff over there at Unique Eats. So why don't you get on over there now? Just do it. Drive on over. 3100 South Durango Suite 100 uh, and Dive into all the great food they've got over there. Vegan options. If you need catering, Dominic has been doing this for a very, very long time. So make sure you can you, know, you can get your catering work done. Also, they're doing these very special Thursday night five-course dinners that are just unreal. If you want to check those out as well, you can. Get over to UniqueEatsLV.com and see their menu and everything Dominic and the gang has going on over at Unique Eats. Absolutely. Joe, we got to go over there for breakfast sometime. As long as it's after 10 o'clock. Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. So I tell you what, we're going to head into our break a little bit early here because we want to have plenty of time to spend with our very special guest from the Fantastics. Bobby Fulton is going to be joining us live here on the show. So everybody hang out. We're going to have a great great time going down memory memory lane with one half of the greatest tag teams of all time the fantastics bobby fulton coming up stick around one oh one five fm k don this is the mark hoke show the mark hoke show here again your host Mark Hoke. And welcome back to the Mark Hoke Show here on KDON 101.5 FM. We are the talk of Las Vegas. And by the way, for you guys out there, of course, if you're listening around the world or you just, you know, you're here in Las Vegas and you want to make sure you don't ever miss anything here on KDON, make sure you download that Odyssey app today, A-U-D-A-C-Y. Of course, you've got our show and all sorts of great programming from KDWN and all around the Odyssey family. So make sure you download that app right now and you can listen wherever you are to the Mark Hoke Show. Certainly would appreciate it. And, of course, uh, I'm Mark Hoke along with Joe DeFalco. And, uh, Joe, you, know, Joe you are, you're a heel tag team guy. I know that, right? Without a doubt, I'm generally a heel singles guys, too. 
Yeah. I mean, and, and I know you're a big Midnight Express fan, correct? Yes, the uh, Stan Lane, Bobby Eaton version. Well, I I hate to tell you, but uh, you you are going to have the opposition now on the show as we welcome one of the all-time greats and uh, and I part of one of the, the greatest tag teams of all time without a question or doubt as we are joined by Bobby Fulton from the Fantastics. Bobby, how are you today? I'm doing wonderful, Mark. Thank you for having me on your program today. And to Joe, just sit over in the corner and listen for a while because I'm a baby face to the bone, baby. And this is baby face day here on the program. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> wow. But what a Joe, way to start, huh? No, Joe DeFal- putting Joe DeFalco in the corner. Joe, how do you feel about that? Well, you know, as I said, between the Fantastic and the Rock and Roll Express, I didn't know who I hated worse. <laughs> I've had that. I've had that happen. But, Joe, not only set the corner, but I want you to spin around in the chair and face the corner while we conduct this promo today. How's that for you, pal? What do you think about that? I'm going to turn heel on you, Joe, and show you what a real heel's like. Can you dig it? All right, Mark. How are you today, my friend? Don't you say a word, Joe. Oh, I am. I am in a. Don't leave it over that mouth, Joe. Oh, jeez. You know, Joe, Joe, set, Joe sitting over there with his pizza stain on his t-shirt from last night. He still smells of beer and alcohol <laughs> and women of the night. Oh. He should have known when I was coming on the program today to clean up. Get real, get right, because let me tell you something. He might have hated the Rock and Roll Express and the Fantastic, but we love you, Joe. There you go. Gee, Joe, you're getting love. You're getting a promo cut on yeah, you. Yeah, you know, I, I got you. <laughs> I, I was just a big Stan Lane guy myself. Oh, God. I, that That is amazing. But, you know, it's funny. I, I, I swear to God, Bobby, I, I would think you'd know Joe DeFalco the way you were talking about him. Well, you, you know what? I, I see this picture on the post office wall over here in Nottingham, Ohio. And I said, that guy right there looks pretty shady to me. Oh. I wonder where he's hiding. Now I realize he's on the lamb out in Las Vegas. So oh. it'll be a matter of time before the law picks him up. Oh, my God. You know, it's funny. Both of you guys are promoters, too, which... Uh... You know, so birds of a feather right here. I, f- I, I feel like I'm going to be caught in the middle of this one. That's for sure. Oh, my God. Mark, I'm telling you what, it will be a promoter on the pole match before it's over with today. Oh, my God. Joe, can we add that to your Mecca card coming up? Uh, no, but we can bring his kid in maybe. You know what I'm saying? All right. I'm- <laughs> hold it. Hold it. Hold it. My kid, my kid, Jaron, is just breaking in. I feel with Joe, he's, he, I, I, I feel the vibe already. He's deceptive. He don't tell the truth. He's a shady kind of promoter. I'm the good promoter. <laughs> if we were in the Wizard of Oz, he would be the bad witch. Oh. And I'm the good witch. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm dying. <laughs> oh, this is okay, unreal. Okay, okay. Oh, all, all kidding aside, all kidding aside, I mean, if Mark, I've heard you're a nice guy. I heard that Joe pays everybody in Confederate money. 
when he makes the payoffs at the end of the show. So take it from there. Uh, I, I, I've seen Joe's. I've seen Joe's pay envelopes. It, it is legit American cash. We're we're all good on that. I, I'm only saying. <laughs> It's legitimate Joe, cash. It may be Joe, light, but it's Joe, still legitimate. Joe, 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 please don't yeah. speak if you've been spoken to. <laughs> I I feel I feel a joint coming between future stars of wrestling and big time wrestling at this point. Hold it, hold it, hold it. Number one, I don't smoke dope. Leave that to Rob Van Dam. <laughs> and number two, this will get more 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 social media than the Dutch man tell Rick Flair current side is going on. Oh. You think them two are going to have a match eventually, but it's never going to happen. Oh God, I I don't know if we need that. I, I really don't. Oh. No, 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 no. Oh, wow. I, I, I do want to I, I say a disclaimer to those that may not be aware of who I am. Bobby Fulton is a fantastic from the 80s and 90s. The reason why I talk like this, I, I, I face drug uh, cancer. It, it's not that I was drinking all night long with Joe DeFabio last night, and that's why I sound like I do a slur. It's because I have drug cancer. I'm a survivor of cancer, and I'm just thankful to be on your program today. Thank you for having me. Oh, absolutely, Bobby. We really do appreciate it. You know, and and why don't we start there? Because uh, that situation that happened with you, you know, I've read a bunch of different stories about the the situation you had with throat cancer, and you know how they you know how they found it, and you know the jad this this tumor the size of a a baked potato, I think, was what you said on the side of your head. It, it, was, it was inside, inside. Yeah. It, it wasn't visible, visible outside, but it was inside. So you imagine the last two or three years before I got it taken out, how hard it was for me to eat and go from there. So, yeah. Well, we're we're very happy that you made it through that, and it's uh, you know it's an incredible story. And you know, of course, you, you live such a full life and uh, and so many things going on. And I'm just curious with. You know, with all the fame and everything that you had before, how did the, that change your perspective on on your life and what you wanted to do the rest of the way once that was taken care of? Uh, well, let me tell you something, Mark. I've always, believe it or not, considered myself a very thankful, grateful man. I being a professional wrestler was something I had dreamed of at five years old. You could ask anybody in my childhood. If you wanted to have a conversation with me as a little kid, it had to be wrestling related. And as a kid, wrestling was in the territories, as we know. And I grew up watching the guys on the Detroit territory, but I'd run to the uh, magazine stores, drug stores and such, and buy magazines, which that was our social media back then, how we learned about wrestling. So, So I know you asked me a question about how my life had changed and stuff since in my perspective. Yes. I re- Before, when I was younger and started my wrestling career, I was fearless and, and, and thought I could whip the world. Through this cancer bout, I realized just how life fragile is. I almost died, i think say six or seven times through different things that happened. I've had a busted artery in my throat. I had all kinds of stuff going on. Not, not to mention that the doctors told me, they said, we had to kill you to heal you through radiation. 
and chemotherapy. But but I realized, brother, that, that life is fleeting and that I'm going to tell you something, Mark, as we know from what happened recently with Lisa Lenny Poffo. One day he's on top of the world, traveling on a on a on a virtual sighting, and two days later he's gone. How yeah. life is fleeting, and I mean not to scare anybody, but I just made a post on my Jimmy Hines page this morning about okay, I was born in 1960. On my tombstone will be a hyphen, and then one day it'll say the day I die. What's important? What we do with the hyphen? It's not the start date or the end date, but the hyphen. Wow. How we live our lives. Living life to the fullest. I tell my friends, I've learned this. And I, I sit in my house for two years, not knowing whether I would live or die. And I realized that I was just a spectator of life to him. So now with that being said, Mark, I am a full-blown participator in life. I'm out there. I'm doing things. As you talked about being a promoter, my son, Dylan, and I are 50-50 on our company. We have World Classic, professional big-time wrestling. What I know, it adds to it. And what he knows, he adds to it. Because him being 23, me being 62, I like a lot of the old ways of doing things and promoting. But he knows the new, new things. So what I encourage people to do, Mark, about living life, is live it to the fullest. Live like you're dying. Because my father, who had died of cancer, he had told me this. As he laid there, Mark, he was uh, six foot, two and a half, 250 pounds his whole life. Well, I looked at my dad in, in a ba- hospital bed that the house had brought in. He was weighing about 150 pounds. And he looked at me and he said, and my real name's Jimmy, as a lot of people know. He said, Jimmy, dying is a part of living. And uh, I don't mean to get stoic or sad or nothing like that. I just want to encourage people. If you're not living life now, get up and live. Get up and live. Get up and love. Get up and laugh. Get up and joy. And uh, that's my perspective that I got out of that to answer your question in a roundabout way. Well, well, that's, uh, I'll tell you some great wisdom there from Bobby Fulton of the Fantastics joining us here on the Mark Hoke Show. Now, I want to go back a little bit in time because, you know, when you and you and Tommy were doing your thing, the first time yes, that sir. I had heard of you, you mentioned the magazines. And it's it's funny that you yes. say that because, you know, I, I first saw WWF on TV and then started picking up some wrestling magazines. And I started hearing about a, a couple of different tag teams like you guys and, you know, the Rock and Roll Express and the Midnight Express. Midnight. And just, you know watching uh, being curious to see man i can't wait to to see these guys and then you guys ended up on my tv because we picked up world class i'm from pennsylvania but we picked up picked up world class and we picked up uh mid-atlantic and so on so i got to see all you guys and you know it was amazing to me with you guys and the rock and rolls were coming up at the same time and it, it was you know when you guys would come to the ring it was mayhem I, I, I think is a fair word to say. I, and I'm just yeah. curious first, what, what was that like going through that time period with, because it's different you know, it's different than it was. It is today where they had the, the barriers and nobody was near you really. Yeah. 
you know, back then yes. you guys were getting attacked constantly by the girls. And as yes. somebody who was 13, 14 years old, I'm like, I want to be like them. <laughs> what? Right, how, did, how did, did you guys have any peace? Did you get to, you know, how did you live back then without being bombarded 24 seven? We were bombarded 24 seven. We would, we would even to our homes, we would try to drive fast and get away. And, and I'd wake up in the morning and I would have pizzas and jewelry and drinks and everything stacked up at my door <laughs> where people would just, uh, oh. people would just bring it. And, and, you know, as you talked about the world class, world class was really one of the first worldwide wrestling television programs because we were not only popular in Texas, as you talked about, Pennsylvania, but also Israel, Japan. It was world a worldwide network of world-class wrestling. And, you know, as our friend sitting over there in the corner with his nose to the wall, we, you know, he, I know he likes to stay in lane, but I got to wrestle both versions of the Midnight Express. Mm-hmm. And Dennis Chandry and Bobby Eaton was a tremendous tag team. What, what Dennis brought to the team, then later on when Stane came aboard, they brought in different elements to lift up the Midnight Express. And, of course, you always had the mouthpiece, Jimmy Cornette. And what, what great matches we had with them. We, we would wrestle them. I couldn't even begin to count how many times we wrestled the Midnight Express over the years. And, and it's the same with the Rock and Roll Express wrestling the Midnight Express. But, you know, that 80s era, we had the Road Warriors. We had the British Bulldogs. It was really tag team, really a tag team era Mm -hmm. that's never been matched since. And I think that's one thing that the wrestling business needs now, and I don't know why they don't focus on tag teams any longer. It's an art, I know. And... uh, and uh, but but going out to the ring and getting your hair pulled out by all them girls and your clothes ripped off and stuff like that. Hey, man, that's what dreams are made of, right? <laughs> <laughs> no doubt. Oh, I no, mean, no I, doubt about I, it. I had, I, I, I'll never forget one time. I opened up my hotel room, hotel door, and I noticed all these girls was everywhere. And I was going, wow. And they were just all sitting there waiting, waiting, waiting on me to open up my door. Well, then I looked down and I thought, who's that man talking to them girls that's waiting on me? And it was John Kane from Steppenwolf, the one that sang Born to be Wild. Wow. My goodness. Wow. Here he is at my hotel room door talking to girls waiting on me, and I just thought, that, that, I'm a, I, I, that was a epiphany, if you will, of saying, my goodness, this is a very magical time. Oh. And, you know, uh, we used to run around with Dusty Hill of ZZ Top, the bassist that passed away. Tommy and I, he would pick us up, and we'd go to his house. and part. It was just a lifestyle that, and I, 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 when I got in the wrestling business, I say this, Mark. I never got into the fame. 
I never got in it for the fame. I never got in it for the notoriety. I got in it for the love of it. And that's why I'm still involved with it today. The love of it. It's it's like a lot of people talk about the circus. Once it's in your blood, it's in your blood. And that's true for not only the participators in the ring, but for fans like you and everybody else. There's something magic, magically that draws us to it, to like it. And then like poor folks like Joe and stuff like that that likes them rule breakers and bad guys and this and that. As a matter of fact, if Joe will watch uh, the recent NWA show, I was in the ring with a rule breaker by the name of Wrecking Ball Levyorski, and they want to try to get me to wrestle. He weighs 340, whatever. But I poked that grizzly bear in the eye, <laughs> and it, it's amazing oh. when you poke somebody in the eye, just what kind of reaction you get on. It almost looked like a Three Stooges dance. Oh. The curly stuff he was doing. You know what I'm saying, so. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. You know? Yeah. Yeah, I saw you were getting in trouble there. I thought you were retired, but, you know, that's all right. An eye poke, an eye poke isn't an unofficial come out of retirement, so you're okay. That's right. That's right. I'm not, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not jumping out of retirement. I'm not, but here's the thing. I love the wrestling business. I don't want no one to disrespect something that I love. That is why I'm so upset over what is going on right now within the NWA. Is these guys that lost their belts. They're supposed to turn them in just like I would have, just like everybody else would have, but they refuse. And they want to act like they're the champions and they give them back to me and then they take them back. They're nothing but liars and disrespectful. And, and this is a shoot. I, I, I'm being honest with you. I, I'm telling you, those two guys are the most disrespectful guys I've ever met in the business. Wow. And, uh, and, and, and that's saying a lot. Because I've met a lot of people. I, I broke in the business in 1977. So when I tell you two guys are the most disrespectful guys, the fixtures are. They, they, they think it's funny. They think it's a joke. It's not a joke. It's serious. Especially the way you do people. I, I don't appreciate them at all. Wow. Well, well, we'll definitely keep that in mind as we keep going. Yeah, NWA's got a big show coming up on April 7th, too, So we, in Chicago. So yes. don't want to forget about yes. that coming up. Uh, you, know, right. I, I, you know, I wanted to ask you a little bit uh, about a couple things that uh, you were part of in your wrestling past. And one was the Crockett Cup. And, you know, the NWA's doing that now. But I remember when that first happened. And... I, I was sitting there saying, oh, my God, all these tag teams from all over the world are going to be coming together. And, you know, you guys were coming in there, too. And I was just absolutely awestruck to see an event like that. How did how did you feel getting to participate in the in the Crockett Cup? And what did that mean to everybody in, in terms of you know tag team wrestling at that time? Well, let me tell you this, Mark. I. Uh... I was involved in the very first Crockett Cup in New Orleans, Louisiana. And it's funny you talked about seeing wrestling stars from all over the world in magazines and stuff. Well, well the first Crockett Cup was a joint promotion with Cowboy Bill Watts in, in the Superdome. And what was so funny was that there was a fan from New York. His name was George something. I can't remember it now, but I'll never forget the story he told me. 
You see, in wrestling back in the 70s and 80s, New York was known for its big guys. I don't know if you remember that or not or followed yeah. it way back. It was a big man territory. So he, he told me, he said, I seen you standing in New Orleans talking about me, Bobby Fulton. And he said, I looked at you and thought, what in the world did I get out of watching a match with somebody looking like that? Mm. Tanned, smaller, lighter. And he said, you guys went on. At the end of the thing, I mean, they had they had tag teams from all over the world, like you said, John Bobby Tiger Mask, the Road Warriors. Justin, I, I, I'm telling you, anybody that was anybody from territories was there. Mm-hmm. And he said, you guys won out in that semifinal against the Seapherders, who later became the Bushwhackers, and sold the show. And that's what he said. And to me, that was one of my biggest compliments in the world because, as you said, it was the it was a, it was all the great tag teams from all over the world, different parts of the world, in this. And my our main my main thing is in the wrestling is to give the people's their money's worth and then some. And that trophy cup certainly did. I mean, it was really it was really something wild. And the prestige that comes with it, and the honor, and of course we didn't win. But we were in the semifinals. But what I'm saying is, it was it was a tremendous, uh, tremendous blessing, and uh, to have been a part of that first traffic cup. And then we were a part of another one too later on, a couple of years after that, and that was that was in Greenville one night, and I think Greensboro, Greensboro, South Carolina one night, Greensboro, North Carolina the, ne- the next night. But it was an honor. To have been invited to participate in that in those traffic cups. Well, and there's no question the Fantastics definitely should have been there because they are one of the greatest tag teams of all time. And uh, Bobby, I got to take a break, uh, but when yeah. we come back, we're going to have more with you. So if you can stick around for a little bit, I would really appreciate it. Yes, sir. It'd be my honor. Be my, be, be my pleasure. All right, great. So let's take another break, and when we come back, we're going to have more with Bobby Fulton from the Fantastics here on the Mark Hoke Show on KDWN 101.5 FM. Having a great time here. It's the best in pro wrestling news and entertainment. Stick around for more with Bobby Fulton. Tired of the same boring food when you're out for breakfast or lunch? I'm Mark Hoke, and I have an idea for a different place to go with unique food you're sure to enjoy, and that's Unique Eats. Take some time out of your busy day and stop on in to Unique Eats, featuring celebrity chef Dominic Tedesco and his friendly staff. Whether it's a great start to your day with one of Unique Eats' amazing omelets, or lunch with his incredible sandwiches, pasta, and award-winning pizzas, you'll be in for a fantastic dining experience that won't break the bank. Unique Eats also features a smoothie bar and full vegetarian menu as well. Plus, if you need catering, you can count on Unique Eats no matter what the occasion. So what are you waiting for? 
Get on over to Unique Eats at 3100 South Durango, Suite 100, open daily until 3 p.m. Call them at 702-992-3038 or visit UniqueEatsLV.com for their full menu and catering info. Break out of the same old routine and have a great meal at Unique Eats today. 1015 FM KDON. You're listening to the number one professional wrestling radio show in Vegas, The Mark Hoke Show. The Mark Hoke Show. Now, here again is Mark Hoke. All right, and let's get back to it. The best in pro wrestling news and entertainment here in Las Vegas on KDON 101.5 FM. As I'm Mark Hoke, thanks for being with us. We're joined by Bobby Fulton from the Fantastics. And uh, Bobby, I tell you, having some fun already, man. This has been a, yeah. a exciting show. Thank you. Yes, yes. Have you ever known anybody? The the, the Joe hasn't. Is Joe still on here? Uh, Joe's, I, I'm not sure, but I, I can hear him breathing every once in a while. Yeah, Joe's Joe's off to the side right now. We're all good. But uh, you all know, right. well, one other thing I wanted to ask you about uh, before we kind of get into the current tag team scene was, you know, one feud that I thought with you guys that was very underrated. Uh, was the feud that you guys had with the sheep herders in the UWF. And, you know, I remember seeing UWF TV uh, when Bill was putting that show on. And you know, I thought it really showed a different side of you and Tommy that, you know, yes. for, because people don't realize if they hadn't seen Luke and Butch before their days in the WWF when they were the Bushwhackers and goofing around, they might have been the most vicious tag team on the planet. And, no, no and, doubt. And that, yeah, and when you guys were taking them on, those matches were incredible, and I I thought it really brought out a different dimension of 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 you and Tommy when uh, that was going on. Can you reflect a, a little bit on that? Yes, yes. As a matter of fact, I, I couldn't agree with you more. That one of, for for the long time before that, as you talked about earlier, the girls and the women really got behind us, but the the men weren't big fans of the Fantastics until the Sheep Herders came along and eyes was getting black, lips was getting busted, blood was flowing like wine. We were in 37 straight barbed wire cage matches. 37? I mean, 37, 37 oh. straight every night. 37 straight barbed wire matches against the Sheep Herders. When we came out of that, the people knew then, hey, these, these aren't just a couple of so-called pretty boys. These guys are willing to fight. It's almost like Dusty Rhodes used to have that song, you can't judge a book by looking at your cover. Mm-hmm. It, it's the same thing with Tommy Rogers and I. Pushed them to shove. We would rather do the wrestling like we did with uh, a lot of tag teams. But pushed them to shove. We had to fight the sheep herders, later the bushwhackers, on their own, on their own turf, and, and, and it's funny because Luke and Butch now has both told me that wherever they travel throughout the world with the WWF, you know what most of the fans talk to them about was the matches with the Fantastic. Wow! And the Superstars, and that goes to say a lot because you know for people to remember that to see that it must have been something that you really really like. I, Mark, I, I say this: if if the fans are t- for the current product, if the fans aren't talking about you now, 
they're not going to talk about you 40 years from now. Right. And this is something that a lot of these guys are going to have to realize. If, if, if you're not a topic at the, at the coffee uh, thing at work or the waterfowl or whatever, however they say that, then how are you going to expect them to remember 40 years from now like they have us? Thank God. Uh, I mean, you think about it. That was 30, 40 years ago we're talking about uh, us mm-hmm. doing what we did and, and the matches that you've seen. And, and with that being said, as, you, as we go on and move on to talk about probably the current product or whatever, but the, uh, the, uh, the matches we have with the sheep herders and them guys, was, I can describe them with that. As the bushwhackers, it was fun and games. As the sheep herders, Luke and Butch was blood and guts. Yes, they that were was blood and guts. That was it. Yeah, and those those were matches were absolutely incredible. Well, let's move to to the current tag team, and I've got about five minutes ago, just so you know. Um, yeah. Yeah. the The current state of tag team wrestling, I think AEW has been doing a really good job, and you obviously has some good, you know, the teams like the Usos and so on. And I'm right, curious right, right. to get a thought, your thought about a team about a style like say the FTR against the young bucks. And, you know, what do you think of, of both of those teams and how they do their business in the ring? Well, I, I, I'm going to be honest with you. And that's all I can be. That's all I'll ever be. I like, I like, I like FTR as a professional wrestling tag team. Now I'm not for sure. I can tell, and this might give me a lot of heat, whatever. It's like Luce said about one town one time when he was driving to a town. He said, now, where we're going tonight is not wrestling fans. And a guy riding with him said, well, what are they? He said, I don't know. The Young Bucks, unless they've changed, because I just can't stand all this leg slapping and all this stuff. I can't stand all that. I can't stand. At the end of the day, it's wrestling. It's not aerobatics and this and that. That's that's just how I feel about it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I mean, not talking, but it's true. And if they're still doing that leg slap and all that stuff, I'm against it. I mean, everybody can see it. And, and I've had people tell me, so what are they slapping their legs for when they kick somebody so that make, make themselves a little matter? I said, I don't know. You have to ask them. FTR, FTR is the team right now. FTR definitely is the team right now. That is wrestling past meeting wrestling future today. And to me, they're, they're, they're the tag team. My go-to tag team when I enjoy tag team wrestling in 2023. Fair enough. I, it, I was really curious to hear what you were thinking about that. So I'm glad, glad you answered yeah. that for me. Well, yeah. you know, of course, you just had that big event up, at, up in Ohio uh, last yes. weekend. And, yes. you know, not only, yeah, and not only with, you know, the, you know, the event with everybody coming up there and doing the autograph signings and so right. on, but you obviously had a card there too. And yes. had your son, uh, Ricky Morton's son and Arne Anderson's son wrestling in a match. And well, well, I, I'm curious to see what, what you guys were thinking when that was going on to see the Mark, new generation. Mark. Mark. Just to stop you for a second, what happened was it was supposed to be a, a triple threat match for the National Wrestling Alliance World Junior Heavyweight. It was supposed to be 
Terry Morton with Bridgie out there, Jerome Fulton with me out there, Arn Anderson and his son Brock out there. Arn had got to sell his job to Ohio, and him and his wife and Brock was in the steakhouse. He got a call oh, that yeah. his older son had died. So Arn and them had to beeline it back to the Carolinas. And our thoughts and prayers are with him still at this very moment. They've had the funeral by now. So Brock wasn't able to participate in that. Okay, I didn't know if Brock got out couldn't do that. Okay. Right, right, right. Well, I just wanted to. But Terry Morton and my son Jerry Morton went out there. My son Jerry's very first match in front of a live uh, audience as a professional wrestler. Uh, A lot of people really love the match. I mean, Terry Morton started having an attitude in it. I mean, really touching and arrogant, something that I really wasn't expecting. As a matter of fact, his dad wasn't expecting. Finally, at the end, when the smoke all cleared, Terry beat my son with the leverage from his foot on the rope. And even Tommy Young, National Wrestling Alliance referee, told me, he said, Bobby, I'm really astounded that Terry would act like that and do that. <laughs> but you know, sometimes... Sometimes these young whippersnappers, <laughs> they want to they wanna go on a thing about I'm the greatest, I'm this and that, and Terry's moving quickly towards that. As a matter of fact, in Chicago, I'm going to pull him off to the side for this NWA event. I'm going to talk to him a little bit and try to reason with him because he's really starting to get out of hand. Yeah. Well, hey, Bobby, I got to wrap it up, but I want to thank you so yeah. much for coming on. And make sure you can check out what the Bobby's got going on with his promotion at WCPBTW.com. And you can follow him on Twitter, uh, of course, at the Bobby Fulton. Bobby, thank you so much. It was a pleasure to have you on. Thank you so much. And Joe, I love you. All Mark, right. you take care. Be good, guys. Thank you for having me. You got it. All right, there you go, Bobby Fulton. That's going to wrap up an edition of the Mark Hoke Show. Another classic, kids. Thank you for being with us. Follow us on Twitter at Facebook, uh, uh, <laughs> Twitter at Mark Hoke Show, Facebook, the Mark Hoke Show, MarkHokeShow.com, YouTube, the Mark Hoke Show, and podcasts at MarkHokeShow.podbean.com. We'll see you next week as we get ready for WrestleMania on the Mark Hoke Show. Want more of The Mark Hoke Show? Follow us on Twitter at Mark Hoke Show, like us on Facebook at The Mark Hoke Show, and visit MarkHokeShow.com to keep up with everything happening with the show. And remember to check out all of our archive shows on YouTube at The Mark Hoke Show and download our podcasts at MarkHokeShow.Podbean.com and all your favorite podcast outlets. So join The Mark Hoke Show family today, and thanks for listening.